Chapter forty of a Treaty of Modern Falconry by James Campbell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of the diseases of hawks and their cure. Hawks are subject to various diseases which are occasioned by various causes, and these guarded against, their bad effects are prevented. Hawks suffer by cold, especially from water, when they are hot in their grease, by being too hastily inseamed by exclusion from the fresh air, by unwholesome food, by being suddenly raised in their flesh, by being brought suddenly low, and by everything else which is contrary to their nature. You may discern your hawk is sick by her croaking and the slackness of her feathers and the startings of her feet or legs. But to be more particular, one, of a hawk which retains her stones too long, when your hawk retains her stones beyond the natural period for casting them, you are to keep her strong and full of flesh, and give her the smaller kind of stones, out of fair water, at night. This disorder arises from weakness, and must therefore be cured, not by provocatives to cast, but by time and skillful management. 2. Of scourings for hawks which digest ill. Scourings are necessary to hawks when they are foul and unable to digest their food. The morning is the proper season for giving them this remedy, which ought to be carefully suited to the state of their constitution. To prepare strong hawks for a purge, they must be labored eight days before with carriage, clean food, and casting to stir them and loosen the filth in their panel. This done, feed them in the morning that they may be empty by eight at night when you are to give them neither bones nor feathers, then you may give them the scouring, and set them up warm at night, that they may not take cold through emptiness. The following is the receipt for a comforting water, to be given them after the scouring. Take half a dozen bruised cloves, as many thin slices of licorice, and a little brown sugar candy. Put all these ingredients into a pint of fair water, and let them steep together at night. Give your hawks a teaspoon or two of it each early in the morning with stones, and when they have cast them, they will be in order for a moderate breakfast of good meat. This water, together with stones, will purge away the remains of the scouring you gave them overnight, and it is besides an excellent restorative by itself to poor and weak hawks. 3. Of curing hawks overtired on being first entered. When your hawk is over-fatigued by severe flights, immediately after being entered, give her the following physic. Take a bottle of claret and boil it down on a slow fire to an English pint with four ounces of sugar candy, two drops of saffron, one drop of cinnamon, one drop of mace, and a pepper clove. Let this composition cool. Cork it well up in a small bottle and give your hawk a teaspoon of it to recover her strength and courage. For a general cure, the following medicine is very general, being effectual both in preventing and curing many disorders. Take two drops of saffron, two drops of cinnamon, two drops of mace, six pepper cloves, a little scrape of rhubarb, a little carduris benedictus, the bulk of an egg of wormwood, and as much of rue which two last ingredients must be dried at the fire. Pound all these in a mortar together, 
and afterwards stir them into a quarter pound of butter, perfectly fresh, which has to be melted over the fire, and then add to the whole a little rose water. Lay up this composition for use in an earthen pot covered with leather, where it will continue good for a year. The same quantity of a bean wrought into the same quantity of powdered sugar candy is a dose for a falcon, and the half of that is a dose for a tercel. 5. To cure hawks suddenly wasted. If you perceive your hawk falls suddenly from her health to plight into weakness and inward decay, you cannot give her a more gentle and more restorative physic than that prescribed in number 3. But previous to your administering it, you are to feed her at night with the best meat and give her the proper dose in the morning. During the operation, until she craves food, you are to set her on a warm brick covered with double woolen cloth to keep her comfortable. When her appetite is come, you are to give her a little and often of the best hot meat, and never without some of the water along with it, mentioned in number two. Thus, with warmth and nourishment, she will recover her health gradually and take to her usual diet. But, six, to cure strong, foul hawks. If your hawk is strong but unclean within, give her the following medicine. Put a quarter of a pound of fresh butter into a saucer full of white wine vinegar. Boil them over a gentle fire, skimming away the gross parts they throw up. They, being well clarified, put into them four bruised cloves, one branch of rue, one branch of wormwood, two flakes of saffron, and a tolerable piece of sugar candy. Boil all these together a good while, then taking out the rue and the wormwood and the cloves and the saffron, and draining out what remains of the vinegar, make the rest into pills rolled in brown sugar candy. Two of these pills, about the size of acorns, are the dose for a hawk. But if this medicine does not work well enough, you may give her a little aloes wrapped up in one of the pills to increase its strength. This scouring is good for hawks surfeited by bad food as it is both cleanses and comforts the bowels. 7. To cure lured hawks heated in their grease before they are thoroughly inseamed. If your hawk be lured, but heated in her grease before she be thoroughly inseamed, give her the following scouring. Take equal quantities of rosemary and box leaves powdered with a little whorehound. Mingle them all in clarified fresh butter and make them up in pills with brown candy sugar. The dose is a pill or two which will purge the panel and make your hawk inseam easily. 8. To cure an overheated liver and overflowing gall. If you have reason to suspect your hawk's liver overheated or her gall overflowing, you must feed her with light cooling food dipped into the distilled water of endive succory wherein a slice of rhubarb has been infused. At the end of four days, give her a gentle scouring to take away the binding quality of the rhubarb. 9. To cure an overheated heart. If your hawk is overheated about the heart, you will perceive her disease by the dryness and ropiness of her casting, and mutes by the dullness of the color of her feathers and pounces. By her eagerness for bowsing and bathing, in this case, light and cooling food must be observed and for a medicine infuse half a dozen sliced cloves into the distilled water of borage and bugloss and dip your hawk's meat into it 
Give her also rest that fatigue may not increase her disease. 10. To cure the philanders. If your hawk is distressed by philanders or other worms, and by hearing her peep in the night, when pinched by them, give her a clove of garlic pierced through all over, which has been well steeped in the juice of wormwood or an oil. Let her have this every night with her supper for two or three days together, and offer water to her every morning. Then, leaving off the garlic, give her at supper two or three bits of meat rolled in mustard seed till she appear to have recovered her health. 11. To cure indigestion. If your hawk is troubled with indigestion and unable to put her food over into her panel, you must endeavor to make her throw it up to prevent its putrefying on her gorge and killing her. In this case, water, if she take it, and a few stones, has sometimes been known to do much good, but with the evil is obstinate. Use the following medicine to scour her gently. Take butter preserved in rose water, a little of the powders of saffron and myrrh, and the powder of a half dozen cloves of mace. Mingle them all together with a little brown sugar candy, and make the composition up into pills. Before you give your hawk any meat on her indigestion, give her one or two of these pills early in the morning. When you perceive her emptied by their operation, give her at the useful hour of feeding, but a single bit of the very best meat, and the same quantity at other times, just as she is easily able to digest. Next morning, give her stones with a pill of wormwood, and after casting them, feed her with clean, sweet meat dipped in the water set down in number two. Avoid forcing your hawk to throw up, lest the straining kill her, except the hawk be strong enough to bear the size of a bean of alum, which will certainly bring all away. After the alum, you shall give her some of the above-mentioned water to comfort her bowels. 12. To cure heat of the stomach. If your hawk is subject to drought and heat in the stomach, or in any other of her inward parts, you will relieve her by the following medicine. Take almost two ounces of French barley, well washed, and boil it for a minute in fair water in a pipkin. Throw away the water, and put it to the same quantity of new water, letting that boil just as long. Change water too, and put to the barley a quart of fair water, and boil it into a pint. Strain this pint through a linen cloth from the barley, and mix it up with as much sugar candy as will sweeten it, letting them boil together for a minute. When it is cold, give some of it to your hawk, as often as you feed her for four days, for it will keep good no longer, and you are to make it anew as long as you need it. 13. To cure the croak. If your hawk be seized with the croak, a very dangerous and deadly disease, use the following medicine. Into half a pint of claret, put a little sugar candy, three or four slices of the whitest ginger, and as many bruised cloves. Pour these into a silver or pewter plate, covered close with another, which answers it so exactly as to let none of the steam escape, and boil them over a slow fire in a chafing dish, keeping the heat equal by a pair of bellows. Take off the cover now and then, and wipe off the moisture you will find on it with a feather into a dish, where you may keep it till you put it in a vial when it is all collected. Give your hawk a little of it with her food, and at the same time 
rest and warmth, and if she be newly taken ill, it will certainly cure her. If the cramp is joined with a croak, give her the scouring mentioned in number four. But if the hawk be low, you must give her a very gentle dose. The above liquid also helps digestion and weakness. But if the hawk has been long disordered with the croak and has given over eating, the following management is seldom ineffectual. Instead of warmth and drugs and indolence, you must set your hawk to her wings night and day, about the house and in plantations, where she may sit dry when she wants to rest. She will follow you when you go to the field, croaking hard and craving food. But the first day she will only tear and throw away her food, without swallowing it a bit. The next day, however, she will be enabled by her exercise to take a little, perhaps half a sparrow, and come thus to her stomach by degrees. When she is able to eat anything, you must put a pepper clove into a bit of her food, which is to be always of small birds while she is so very weak. The terrible distemper arises from foul feeding, hunger stress from her being lost a few days, beating from the fist, hanging by the jesses, and from cold after heat. 14. To cure the cramp. If your hawk be seized with a cramp, a disease produced by cold without exercise, or by foul feeding, and if she be clean and perfectly inseamed, mind the following management. Boil a large brass pot of water, two or three handfuls of red and white sage, and as much polypodia of the oak. Cover the pot after you have taken it off the fire with woolen cloth very thick, that the warm steam may rise very gently through it, neither too hot nor too cold. On this covering lay your hawk, and renew the heat of the water as you seek occasion, when it cools. And also give her a clove of garlic every morning for two or three days successively to expel the inward cold. But if you suspect grease within her, purge it away with a little leaf of rue and wormwood shred finely down and mingled with fresh butter and sugar candy. Give one or two pills of this composition to your hawk two or three mornings in the week, and it will in due time restore her health. 15. To cure the frowns. If your hawk is seized with the frowns, you will know it by the mouth and throat being continually frothy, furred, and white. This disease is occasioned by water which falls from the head on the throat and tongue, and affects both as a cancer. The way to prevent this disorder is to give your hawk, when she is stuffed in the head with cold, the rump of a cow or sheep fixed on the block to tear at it, and the violent pulling will make the water to fly out of her nares and so hinder it from producing the frowns. The way to cure it is as follows. Take a saucer full of the very best white wine vinegar. Boil in it for four minutes. Three or four leaves of red sage. Add a pretty good quantity of the powder of burnt alum, and then let it boil about a minute. Put up the liquor for use in a glass vial, well stopped when cold. But if the hog be dangerously infected, steep for a day in the liquor the size of two small nuts of brimstone finely powdered and tied up in a linen rag and with this addition the medicine will cure the most inveterate frowns while you administer this cure your hawk must be clean within and be indulged in rest and good nourishment you are to lay on this liquor a little warm with a feather anointing the scabs after the first dressing take off the scabs to the quick and immediately anoint the sores with the feather dipped in the liquor. Let this dressing continue to the third day. 
when you are to take off such scabs as are ready for themselves to come away and let the rest remain till they loosen and come easily off that by frequent dressing you may not ruin your hawk's mouth but if the disease be just beginning you may stop its progress by blowing burnt alum through a quill into the hawk's mouth and throat which will cure her 16 to cure the cramp in the feet and legs if your hawk is seized on the legs and feet only with the cramp the following cure has been recommended put the powder of peony root by your hawk all day in a little bag of linen that she may smell it all night hang it about her neck in a string or take a bit of bryony root and fasten it about your hawk's leg and lay it also near her beak that she may taste it 17 to cure the pin the pin is a disease which rises in the feet of hawks from the restlessness in the mew whereby they are battered into callousness resembling corns in human feet the pin can be cured only by careful excision and the wound is to be cured with plaster of galbanin white pitch and venice turpentine spread on fine leather and nicely fastened repeat the dressing thrice a week till the wound is healed 18 to cure a bruise if your hawk's legs or feet swell from a bruise anoint and rub the place with refined bacon grease beaten well up with aquavitae and wrap it about with a linen rag soaked in the bacon grease melted and about that wrap another cloth or bit of leather to defend it from the air 19 to cure the cray the cray is a disease of hawks which makes them mute scantily and with difficulty and arises from cold occasioned by gross and cold washed meat to cure this distemper you are to feed your hawk with chickens young pigeons and other food of light and easy digestion in the meantime clarify some very fresh butter with ten bruised cloves of mace boiled in it and as it cools add a little of the powder of rue put this composition in a box and anoint your hawk's food with it giving her greasy gorges this will soon open her head and enable her to slice cleverly but if you would have her head perfectly well purged and her inward passages throughout cool use the juice of daisies or sage to cause her throw out the remaining noxious humors this done add to the juice a little of the flour of brimstone gradually to dry them up and give her also with her meat the water of barley as prepared in number twelve twenty to cure the itching of a hawk hawks are sometimes seized with an itching in the body part of the feather where it is inserted into their bodies and to ease themselves they bite and tug at it with their beaks till they pull it out to cure this itch take a pint of the best vinegar two races of ginger grated to dust and boil them together a good while with three branches of rue then add the size of a walnut of alum and half a spoonful of honey and let them boil a little longer a little of this preparation laid warm with a feather on the diseased feathers will effectually cure them 21 of a bad weathered hawk if your hawk is bad weathered that is will not sit on your fist when the wind blows but hails and beats and hangs by the jesses she is an ill habit of the worst kind the way to cure her is to turn her out in a stormy night among trees where she can have no shelter but be obliged to hold by the branches if this expedient do not amend her she is incurable and no longer worth your attention end of chapter forty 
A glossary of the technical terms of falconry. Of a treaty of modern falconry by James Campbell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Glossary. The falconer's word is hold fast. A. Arms. The legs of a hawk from the thigh to the foot. B. Bathing. The action of a hawk where she refreshes herself in water. Beak. The crooked part of her bill. Beams. The long feathers of her wings. Baiting. The fluttering of her wings when she strives to fly away from perch or fist. Bowsing. Her drinking frequently. C. Cage. A machine of square figure. Form of four narrow boards on which falconers transport their hawks from place to place when they have many. Casting. The feathers given a hawk to cleanse her gorge. Casting a hawk. The holding her in your hands by the shoulders with her wings close that she may not bait when you force anything on her. Cocking. The treading of hawks. Ceasing. The fast hold of a hawk takes with her foot. Cecil. The first long feathers of a hawk's wings. Check. The flying away of a hawk from her natural game after rooks or pigeons. Cowering. The shaking of a young hawk's wings in obedience to an old one. Crabbing. The fighting of hawks as they sit by one another. Cuddle. The third long feather of a hawk's wings. D. Disclosed. Newly hatched. Dropping the muting of a hawk directly downwards. E. Indu is thorough digestion. Irie, the hawk's nest or the place where she builds it. F. Feeking, the wiping which a hawk gives her beak after she is fed. Flag feathers, the shortest feathers of a hawk's wings next to her shoulders. Flying on head, this the hawk is said to do when, missing the fowl she set out after, she takes the next check. G. Gleaming. The throwing up of filth after casting. Glute. The slimy substance in the panel. Gorge. The crop or craw. Gurgiting. Suffocating. By whatever cause or kind of meat. I. Ink. The neck of a bird from the head to the body. Intermute. The change of a hawk's color from red to white the second year. Juke. To sleep. L. Lice. A sort of vermin which live on hawks. Long open. The second of the long feathers of a hawk's wings. M. Makehawk. An old staunch hawk used to instruct young ones in flying. Male feathers. Those of the breast. Managing. The making of a hawk many or tame. Mantling. The lowering of a hawk's wings down to her feet. Mew, the place where a hawk changes her feathers. Mites, a vermin smaller than lice, found about the head and nares. Mute, the excrement of hawks. N, nares, the nostrils. P, panel, the part next to the fundament where digestion is completed. Pelt, the dismembered carcass of any fowl. Pendant feathers, those behind the thigh. Petty fingers, the toes of a hawk. Pill of a fowl, what remains after the hawk is fed. Plumage, small downy feathers given hawks for casting. Plume, the color of a hawk's feathers whereby 
her age or constitution is known. Pluming. This the hawk is said to do when she pulls the feathers off her prey. Prey. What a hawk kills and feeds on herself. Q. Quarry. The fowl which hawks are flown at. R. Raised in flesh. A hawk in this condition is fat and prospers. Rick out. A hawk does so when she flies too far out from the game. Ramage. Wild, unmanageable. Reclaiming. Taming. Rousing. The action of a hawk when she shakes herself. Resting. When the hawk strikes but does not truss her prey. S. Sails. The wings of a hawk. Sealing. The blinding of a haggard with a thread passed through her eyelids to hold them together in order to tame her. Setting down. The putting of a hawk into the mew. Slicing. The mew of a hawk to a good distance from her. Sliming. Her muting directly down without dropping. Sniting. Sneezing. Sore hawk. So called from the time she is taken from the eyrie till she has mewed her feathers. Stooping. The quick and impetuous descent of a hawk to strike her prey. Summed. A hawk is so when she has all her feathers and is ready to be taken from the mew. T. Tearing the action of a hawk pulling at the pinion of a wing. Train the tail. Tressing. A hawk does this when she raises a fowl into the air and comes down with it again. U. Unsummed. A hawk is so when she has not yet received all her feathers. W. Warbling. The crossing of the wings over the back. Weathering. The setting out of a hawk to take the air. End of glossary. End of a treaty of modern falconry by James Campbell.